John, which part that you fell asleep to was your favorite? Oh my god, what have I done? Eggs Benedict Cumberbatch. Who the fuck is singing? Yeah, again, I don't know why I'm defending any of this. Okay, so I was right. Suck it, Zach. Love I it. will I fucking end you. <laughs> oh no, and this is the crazy thing about balls. Like, the more... <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 52 of Middle of the Row, the podcast. This week, we're flashing back yet again to 1998 to discuss the sequel to the Academy Award-nominated Babe, Babe, Pig in the City. I nominated this film because I had never seen it, and over the years, I'd always seen a lot of people kind of stand for it and say it's good and better than the original and is takes a dark twisted angle to the babe story and uh it's also directed by george miller of uh, mad max fame who he he didn't direct the first one but he was definitely produced it and was a creative force behind it it seems but um yeah so i think everybody we discussed last week um how some of us had to rewatch the first one did everybody watch both of these movies Oh, Ben's not here, by the way, if you don't hear him. <laughs> He's uh, ailing um, with a sore throat. But um, I watch both. I know Lauren watched both. Did she finish both? Nope. Oh, boy. <laughs> Wait, what? And, um... Like, out of... Mo- John- Hold on. Out of moral objections? Oh, like, I legit rage-quitted this movie. Or, rage-quit this movie. That was an op. Listen, this has an, in in our fifty-one episodes of Middle of the Row, fifty-one plus. This has never been an option I was aware of. Um, it is if you are like appreciate animals and they're being abused in front of you. I don't feel like watching that. Okay, so Lauren sent two texts. One was, "Why would you ever make us watch this?" So the first, I'm assuming that was at the beginning of this movie when they close to murder the lovely. Um, old man. Oh no! It the... was when they had the bull terrier drowning. Oh okay. I I figured that was when you were gonna quit the movie. Oh no! I started quitting when the like the animal or the people started collecting all the animals. Okay. It's like a guy <laughs> picks up a dog in a wheelchair by the side of the wheelchair is just dangling there and then drops it. It's like what the hell is wrong? There's absolutely no way this movie, like, no animals were harmed in the making of this movie. And if it has that at the end of the movie in the credits, they are lying. Like, I, it was scarring. I, if a child had seen that, like, there, I don't even want to know what that child turned out to be. It was, it was rough. Well, that's the thing. I, I, I wonder. I don't think this movie is necessarily any. I mean, the visceral violence is more prominent for sure um in that way you're describing but I, I i was actually comparing and contrasting the two and then john you didn't tell us did you watch the previous one did you rewatch I did. it i did rewatch okay. the previous one i as well have never seen the sequel though okay i don't think any of us had seen this yeah movie. had you seen it and um, picked it i would never talk to you again <laughs> Yeah, I had no idea what it entailed, other than I heard it was a darker version of the first one. And I guess, yeah, like, the stuff with the animals, it does get pretty chaotic in there. 
But I was going to say, from, like, a darkness of, like, theme standpoint, I mean, I think the first one is still just as, I mean, that's all about, like, factory farming. Oh, yeah. I for sure uh, thought it was a Disney movie when it started. (laughs) I think that movie's a little bit more consistent story-wise as well, but I think they're both pretty... And it kind of fits George. So George Miller, when he, I guess he produced this, the first one, directed this one, and then he um, proceeded to make the two Happy Feet movies after that, before he did Fury Road. I think those are all very much of a piece. He's always laying in um, not very subversive, like moral and like global like happy feet has got a bunch of global warming messaging going on in it and i i appreciate that that he's he's trying to put that in there but i can totally like i'm i'm right with lauren when they were like waterboarding that dog i was like what the fuck is happening yeah like i had one you know like right before you get nauseous when your temperature changes and you get like cold sweats like that's mm-hmm. how i felt during that you know and i'm sure i like i i mean they, they i think the animatronics team probably deserves a lot of credit because i highly doubt they were leaving a dog in there for a super long Man, time i don't know and i think one of the big reasons they probably did the bull terrier for that character is i feel like it's like face is more it's not as expressive so they maybe could have gotten away with the animatronics a little bit more. Because I think Babe is pretty... Conv- I mean, you can tell when he's a puppet, mm-hmm. usually. But I think at times, it, they, there is some pretty convincing stuff in there. Especially in the first one. And then, I think this one, it only got better in this one, I'm sure. Yeah. But, yes, I agree. I was just... It was very traumatic it's to see like, Even if that was that. animatronics, though, just the... Like, them having him run around with that the lead behind him, there's absolutely no way that that didn't get caught multiple times and just rip it. Oh, I see what you're saying. The dog, yeah, yeah. Because that happened numerous times in the movie itself. It's like, that dog had serious throat trauma after this movie. Um, John, you're talking to two devote uh, dog lovers. Um, As our devote dog hater, how did you feel about all this? Whoa, 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 hold on. This is fake news. <laughs> how, why, how did how did this get thrown out? I love dogs. Dogs are... Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, you were only, able to I, finish this movie. I oh, will... Shit, no. <laughs> yeah. I will admit... Um, uh, my, so, my roommate's girlfriend uh, just moved in with us, too, and she's got two cats. And mm-hmm. they have been the most affectionate felines I've ever known in my life. And so, I am warming up to uh the feline species or genus they would or whatever still murder you in your sleep if they could which one is it i teach chemistry not bio um also fun fun fact means lion in tamil something lion like generous lion or like fun courageous fact. lion or that's something. part so- of john's name <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh shoot. I just. Oh no. I just said my real last name on the. No. We're editing this out. Cut this out. Um, double. Double fun fact. That means you lied about some dog millionaire being your true life story, and it was actually lying. Lying. That was my true life. Yeah. Slow oh, lying oh. millionaire. Um. <laughs> yo, but legit. Uh, don't include my last name. Uh. <laughs> Why do you care? I don't know. It's just privacy. I it's guess. not like Candy. anyone knows how to spell it. <laughs> this is fair. Privacy says the guy who will use every moment possible to at somebody on Twitter. It's true. Hey, <laughs> but I'm not adding with my real name. So there's no worry. Um, 
Okay, sorry. Anyways, no, I, I honestly, I think there's an, uh, I think the personality for most dogs I really connect with, especially if they're like pretty energetic and like friendly and that kind of thing. Um, no, I was able to, I was able to still watch the second one. I think the parts in the first one that were, I found more kind of heartbreaking or I guess a part in the second one too, was just like the idea of like abandonment or isolation or uh, like loneliness. And so in the first one where uh, Babe was separated from his family and then in this one when he was separated from Esme. You mean when his mom was taken away on a truck that said meats on the side of it? Yeah, like (laughs) just everything about that. The uh, I forget if it's – Lauren, you would know better. I forget if it's Jocelyn or Kat, but when they talk about Home Alone 2 on the – I hate it by I love it podcast. Like uh, it was Jocelyn that had like a very jarring reaction to it, like or an she, unexpected reaction to it. Well, like so, I I think with Home Alone, that movie was able to like capture kind of the like wonder or adventure of like being a kid alone in the city, like initially, um, and then eventually work your way up to oh no, this is actually super mm-hmm. scary. Um, but I, I remember hearing Jocelyn's thoughts and her being like, no, this is like my worst nightmare. This would be like my living hell. And that's kind of what I felt like this the second one conveyed more, I think. Because Babe throughout this entire series has has been like a sterling example of like innocence and purity and whatnot. And so to see him like right away from the get-go kind of like face this kind of like traumatic experience i think uh, where he almost really... killed his dad <laughs> that that is well oh my gosh yeah this entire like uh that, that he also should not lucky have survived that he wasn't... yeah i would oh I, yeah i was just like okay this is a kid's movie so there's no way it's james cromwell's dead but this but is they the always guy who kill did parents Mad Max. in the beginning of kids movies what's that i said they always kill parents in the beginning of kids movies yeah i so um it's just also, usually the main character isn't the murderer. <laughs> no, that, yeah, that's true. Uh, but to get back to your guys' point about just sort of the the troubling imagery or the troubling uh, maybe treatment or portrayal of like uh, behavior or uh, excuse me portrayal of treatment of animals in this movie, even though there's probably a lot of uh, like you said CGI along with puppeteering happening. Um, I don't think there was much CGI. I mean, this is pre-Jar Jar Binks era. Well, I mean, other than the oh, mouth okay, moving. Um, the what? Oh, the, yeah, the mouse moving, which is actually re- done pretty well, I think, in these oh, movies. Oh, no, no, 100%. I feel like I actually <laughs> noticed it more in the second one, though. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, But, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. It was, it was tough because I think at the same time in that particular scene you're talking about, Lauren, like, mm-hmm. you're, you're faced with Babe, who is, again innocent pure what have you and then he's just he's faced with just almost like this brutal savagery with these dogs who are just dogs for who are just pitiless for no reason almost and so when that was happening uh when what was the what was the pitbull terrier or the bull terrier's name or whatever oh, i don't know Not sure um it wasn't flea like flea like was the one with the wheels um the one that got dropped yeah um um it just it, he's called the bull terrier so he, when he was when he was essentially getting waterboarded upside down yeah um 
I kind of felt like, again, because this movie had shown that brutal scene with James Cromwell's character earlier, but then, like, took it back. It was just like, oh, no, he's totally... I mean, he's, like, broken in a bunch of places, but he's alive. I was like, there's no way this movie's going to kill this this dog. And I started to feel that kind of like, oh, it's it would be this, like, proverbial, like, proverbial, like just moment or uh, uh, divine justice moment. But then what better way than to, like, again, show the purity of Babe than to, like, have him save his oppressor. And so hmm. I, I, I feel like I appreciated I thought they did a good job in that scene of setting up like the hey in the big city, you know, people will just sit there and watch someone die yeah. or like, be you know, like I thought that part of it was really well done. And I think he did a great job of getting that across without, you know, spelling it out. But again, it was just that imagery was just so hard. To, yeah, to I was watch. fine with the messages. And it was like, it was it was bad enough that the little cat, or it was either the chihuahua or the kitten that was like, my owner tossed me, like, put me in a bag yeah, and tossed me, me in the a, water or yes, something. Yes, oh my God, it's like, that that's, was terrible. That's traumatic enough and unfortunately mm-hmm. does happen. But it's like, just yeah. saying that's bad enough. But then seeing the stuff happen and having questionable things about when animal or how animals were actually treated in the making of this made it a lot harder for me to appreciate the Mm. messages they were putting across yeah well it's interesting where you turned it the movie like (laughs) the uh, the movie kind of pivots in the final scene into like a silly yeah action set piece it was so weird how like i get the i get why they changed it like that like he shows up in this city and it's super whimsical and like the set design and the backgrounds were it was really amazing it's so surreal too right yeah and there's like landmarks from i don't know 10 different places in the city it's really cool to see and then it was just it got too hard for me to watch like i wish i had gotten to keep watching the movie but it's like (laughs) i just couldn't do it i had to go like i had to take a walk (laughs) Well, you know what I don't think helped is the fact that I think it was uh, Thelenius, the orangutan, mm-hmm. was just like, he had like a murderer stare that terrified oh, me yeah, every time. Oh yeah, I was terrified showed. of that it because was, it was apes so can soulless. be very violent. <laughs> and I thought maybe sometime that would, like, it was just another thing watching this. I was like, all these animals working together, I don't know how they shot it, but half the time I was like... I don't like these were the best trained animals, but I was oh, still just so worried yeah. for everything going on behind the scenes. At the very end, Thelonious saves a baby and he has the same dead soulless stare. <laughs> like throughout the final, it's just like a baby monkey, I should say. Yeah. Um, baby chimp. But if, oh, those baby, baby chimp, chimps. Okay. Those were the worst looking out of everything. They, yeah. they that and the goldfish. Look... Oh man, yeah. they were rough. <laughs> it looked like something that wasn't like wasn't supposed to look real it's like is this was this made for a different movie and then put in here (laughs) um yeah um i forgot i was gonna say there was also some weird like why the fact that the 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 group of monkeys apes um just threw babe into that that was also pretty fucked up too Mm -hmm. With, with the bull terrier started chasing him and the other dog that got that yeah, what happened to the Doberman? Distru- <laughs> he, he, no, they show him like on top of the pile. But that's of it, though. Like they... washing machines that just smashed on top yeah. of him. 
they, they they show him standing there like holding up his paw like he can't run anymore uh. so you know he's not dead but yeah i was just like holy shit i thought they killed him for a second too um but yeah that was uh that's in it not the them just throwing babe to the the wolves mm-hmm. as the lambs would call yeah. them in the first movie um Really didn't help my opinion of Thelenius going forward. I guess he wasn't with them, though. No, he, he was wasn't. Back at he the was house. just, like, yeah. forlornly looking on every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, he had no emotion. I had no idea what he was thinking at all times. Uh, which I think hurt the movie a little bit, since he is basically the main character besides Babe, probably. Yeah, I mean, um, like, they could have cut to him just, like, at the end of the movie with a pig on a spit, just, like, turning it. I would not have been surprised. <laughs> the... Speaking of other like uh, tough imagery to watch, I thought the the little the the terrier that the the aforementioned um, uh, paraplegic terrier when he was attached to that truck and like running and oh my I didn't know how they shot that and I was just like waiting for him to get run over. Was that after I they... turned the movie off? Maybe I yeah, guess it was I as they so, were collecting yeah. all. Yeah. So okay. So let me let me let me image, picture this for you. So I he's like all determined. I want to picture this. <laughs> he's all determined to catch them mm-hmm. in the truck. He gets dropped out of the truck because they. He gets put on the truck and then his two dog friends hop on and they're like, "What the fuck do we want with this guy?" And then they drop him off. They throw him off the back and so he starts chasing the truck, and then he like bites on to like the wind. Like the it's mud like flap. a strap uh-huh. or something, yeah. But he's on the mud flap between the two car, the wheel wells. So he is oh being dragged underneath the car. But he's not being so dragged because he lets... he's got the wheels though, right? So he's like rolling, oh, no, no, and no, running no. But, along. But it's if he lets dragging. go, he's yeah. gonna oh, get no. run over oh, no, sure. by the back tires, and he ends up getting thrown off from. They whip a turn. He gets thrown to the side. He dies. We see him in heaven. He dies? No, no, no. Well, he's, no, like, no. he's like halfway he's like, he's like there. He's like in the in-between. And then he was in purgatory. He back. Yeah. <laughs> Limbo. No, he's like chasing Limbo. butterflies in the afterlife. Oh and he doesn't have his little... He doesn't have his Aww. little... He's running on see, all fours See this little dog now. after my heart? He's attacking butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, Babe, Babe wakes him up. Him and he comes back. Okay. Yeah, he comes back. I don't think anybody... Any animals don't end up dying in this movie. Well, um, that we know on screen, in real life, <laughs> on screen, yeah, yeah. So that's what that's the, that was the last traumatic bit that you missed. Because um, though I was, go ahead. I was just gonna ask. So after that, like, just to, in like a minute or less, explain to me what happens. Like, what happens to Mrs. Hoggett? She goes before a court. She like talks really fast, and they're like. Another guy with a pig nose is her judge. Was it not the same same guy? I don't think so. He's a judge. The other guy was like a janitor. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then she, her and the landlord end up going. They all end up in the same general vicinity. They take all the dogs to like a, like a testing facility. Like a, like, um. I'm assuming is like you know some sort of science or cosmetic oh, facility or something. This movie is awful. They don't. Well, they don't. I, well, that's what I was gonna say before. I was actually surprised they actually don't get. They did not get into it really at all. Mm-hmm. They just kind of show them. They get put in cages, and then Babe shows up, and they let them all out basically. Um, but there is that inkling there to for mil- where they're like, hey, you know, we've 
test on animal you know like the message gets through to the adults there but um thankfully they didn't get into it i i thought they were going to get really into it like show them start messing with torture i don't know um and then they end up escaping into a party scene and then this big fancy party and then the 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 farmer the wife uh shows up but she's wearing the 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 clown outfit and it's like the set piece this is such in a like... weird amalgam <laughs> amalgamation of randomness and then like this room that they're in is like a circular room and then they're like on the second level and it's like her jumping they're like swinging and jumping off trying to grab babe it's i can't describe it but it was like an amazing action scene like it's this great set piece um like where these people are like dream. jumping and cor- <laughs> it literally but it like you hit on something really i think poignant though because the entire time there is an air of like surrealness in not just like these uh the setting and the set pieces like you're talking about especially with the city but with just like uh the events that were happening and the like that were unfolding with all these characters and just like even the idea of like a bunch of like stray animals like forming like this kind of like little commune in an abandoned hotel or something like that um and and like there was a sense of like morality that was just always present too which this is going to sound weird but the biggest comparison or feeling or like like adjacent feeling that I was that was running through my mind the entire time was to the last season of Lost where um spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Lost um what you think are like the golden retriever lives yeah um the well, they're all dead so Shh. <laughs> well, which, in my well, you, in my story, the golden retriever is the only one who's living. <laughs> well, the golden well the golden retriever does live, um, but like what you think are like some weird kind of like parallel flashes to like an alternate universe are really flash forwards to like this purgatory esque like place where they're all dead and they all don't know each other and like they need to like reconnect and re meet each other to like move on to like the real part of the afterlife or something like that. Um, and there, like, it, there's just this like weird otherworldliness about, about that place that gets like that. I was just, it was a vibe I was picking up all throughout this. And you know just, what like, it was, you know, all those stories recently about animals dying on planes in the beginning of this movie, <laughs> babe dies in the bottom of that airplane. And the rest of this is just weird weirdness in his mind. <laughs> As he's dying. <laughs> or or he was chopped up when they went looking for the drugs instead of x-raying him. Yep, that too. Uh, I can't believe that um, beagle betrayed me. It was being used, though. I guess it didn't do it. Like uh, He was just getting a He treat. wasn't doing it yeah. in mean-spirited. <laughs> what is yeah. showing it off? He didn't know what was happening. He was like, I bark sometimes and they give me stuff. <laughs> yeah. I thought this movie did have some good laughs in it, though. though. It, it, um, oh, it did. It, it, like... Uh, the when it started using Edith Piaf songs, yeah, it's like what is they, happening? They pulled out a lot of uh, classics for this one, and I mean, it like definitely played into George Miller's like desire for music that he went full born into mm-hmm. with the Happy Feet movies. I feel like we need to. There could be 
I just feel like so many of these movies we've watched, you can have like a through line through them of what actors have been in the most of them. It's like, I feel like Edith Piaf songs have been in a lot of the <laughs> movies we've watched because there was this one, it was in Saving Private Ryan. Uh, I can't remember what else. Wh- which song are you guys referring to? Sorry, I'm going to be the uncultured person um, for a moment here. Well, I'm not going to sing it for you, one, so just but, Google yeah. it. <laughs> okay, I gotcha. The Inception song. Yeah, I can... Do you know the it reference is, to that? Yeah. yeah. Marion Cotillard won an Oscar for playing her. Yeah. Oh, I guess you won't be able to hear this. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll look it's it up It's in later. my headphones. You can't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, you'll, as soon as you hear it, though, you'll be like, oh, this yeah, song. I forgot what I was going to say. John, we cut you off a little bit. Did you have anything else to say about your... Well, I was, I was going to ask, like, I was going to say, did you all... But then, Lauren, I realized you had some ethical gripes with the rest of this movie so um stopped watching zach did you pick up on any kind of allegorical like sort of vibes or like imagery or parallels like i don't know i like i came really far to calling babe like almost a christ-like figure sort of um in terms of having i mean this, like, he's moral purity, i don't i mean but... the, the... I think he's Miller in the, the these books. Apparently, I don't know if this one was based off a book too, or if they made an original story. Um, they're, I mean, they're just all morality parables. Like they they fit in the realm of what a kids' book is and story is. Like the 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 the, the vignette style of the the first movie felt more broken up into smaller stories than this one. Um, but the, at the same time, it almost felt more cohesive, I feel like. Like, I I don't know. Like the first or the second one? The first one. Because I feel like the second one... T- agree. The first one feels like a cohesive movie. Whereas I, this I one, agree. it just this... keeps going with, like, like stuff is happening and you're just on for the ride. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I appreciate that more in... Uh, Mad Max is kind of a similar way. But I feel like I, for whatever reason, uh, like, I don't know, responded to it better in Mad Max. Um <laughs> Well, you know, it's only one of the greatest movies ever made, the new one one, but <laughs> it's easier to respond to that. You know, I, I, I think, though, it's just it's a series of parables, and it's I, I think it, it the, both movies work best as that. But, I mean, Babe being a Christ-like figure, I don't, I don't think he's Christ-liked at all, He, but he's he's just, what would happen if we were morally good all the time, you know, like yeah. that, and... I think the 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 film both films do a decent job of tinkering with that thought process and putting it in a world that it can seem somewhat realistic doing it. I don't know if realistic's the right word, but if if it was if this was a movie about a a, a grown up I guess babe's a child in these movies, but just being, you know, ultimately good all the time, people would be like, "Well, that's not realistic at all." So, if you throw it into this weird fantastical world, you can get away with it more, I think. Did, did, what did, what what else scarred you from this movie? Well, why didn't you want to watch this movie, Lauren? Why were you dreading this one after watching the first one? Uh, because I did not like the first one. Okay, you just didn't like you just yeah, rewatching it. Yeah, everyone was it, just yeah. super annoying to me. Yeah. Uh, the the sheep were super fucking annoying in the first. Oh, one. they were all annoying. And kind of the terrifying. The sheepdogs calling everyone stupid all the time. Just the voices <laughs> in general half the time were super annoying. The wife, like when 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 they started this movie and she was gonna be the main um, human, yeah. I was like, oh god, no. Oh yeah, She's but like she a was much better in this, movie, in this yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I don't know how that movie got nominated for an Academy Award. It's crazy to me, but um, oh well. Did what? Did you have any, either of you have any memories of seeing the? We had all seen the first Babe before this. Before though, right? I'm pretty sure I did. I know I had seen it, but I had like zero memories. The only thing I really remember, I think I remember like the Fernadad uh, double switch or whatever you want to call it. The anorexic duck. (laughs) Yeah, when when that (laughs) when that happened, I was like, oh yeah, I vaguely remember this happening. Um, Yeah, there were so many like murdering animals stuff and like obviously it's a farm it makes sense but still there were so many scenes of like animals almost getting killed it was yeah yeah, it was pretty rough yeah that and again that's where i was caught off guard where people thought this newer one was so much the darker than the first one because i i think there's a lot of darkness just laying very 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 barely under the surface in that um that first movie as well i want to talk to a scientist or animal behavior expert and see could the could a pig kill a sheep (laughs) could a pig kill a sheep they have sharp teeth well yeah and i understand like they're in hannibal for a reason or whatever silence little lambs but it's like i know it's just would a farmer really believe that this little pig killed like ripped the throat out of one of its sheep I agree. I don't. I, I thought there was some uh, gap, logic gaps there, <laughs> especially since he'd been this sweet little guy all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, don't, I don't know if pigs are known for their uh, murderous intent. Of, yeah, I don't. Are um, they like hippos, animals. where they look all cute, but really they're like <laughs> terrifying? <laughs> hippos kill more people than sharks every year, people, and you guys are afraid of sharks. Um, I'm not afraid of sharks. I'm afraid of the ocean. <laughs> A hippo in the ocean. Yeah, I'm not really afraid terrifying. of sharks, Zach. I'm just afraid of dying. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put well, myself through Shark Week every year if I was afraid of sharks. <laughs> well, since you two are landlocked and I could go see great white sharks if I wanted to, I think I'm a little more at risk. I do have a super irrational fear of you know those tunnels in like the zoo or other sea aquatic uh-huh. attractions that you go underneath. I always. Yeah. I had a dream once like a nightmare that the glass broke and the sharks all fell down. And like, I know obviously it makes no sense. They'd just be flopping around, and not be able to do anything. But like they were attacking everyone and that stuck with me forever. So I have a, like a really basically going through those gives me anxiety attacks. Yo, how, <laughs> yo is how, how are you with the Aquaman trailer? Oh, that's fine. Okay. Gotcha. Cause that's I mean, like the there's a big scene, difference. Right? There's a big difference between having a glass, like a giant wall next to you that you can run from, versus having them fall on top of you. Like I mean, all, that's every, fair. Yeah. everywhere being, or like the glass being above you. It's very yeah. like claustrophobic inducing, or claustrophobia inducing. No, I, I definitely. Plus, just that part of the trailer was so stupid, so <laughs> that no, didn't help true. it. <laughs> fair. Although I feel, I feel like. I get, I get a strong sense of claustrophobia from water as well, because, just like again, just being in like the open water or anything like mm-hmm. that. Because I don't like, obviously, like if it was a container of water, yeah, that's that's another thing that's like doubly claustrophobic. But just like this idea of like, if if you're in a medium, I should say that if you're in a medium with like the inability to move like it's the same for me like regardless of how big it is it'd be the same for me as like being like scrunched up in like a tight box right 
because mm-hmm. um, I can't tread with shit. So like, it doesn't matter how big the ocean is. I'm still going to feel like super claustrophobic and like, it was like bearing down on me from all sides. So you'll also freak out when you see a sea turtle underwater and you realize how fucking fast they are. And you're like, Holy shit. I could never get away from something if I was in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think we're done with babe. Um, oh man, Ben did, or Ben? John, what? This was a this was a short one, guys. That's okay. Well, in all fairness, um, I didn't watch the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for next week when I don't watch the movie out of protest. <laughs> but isn't it your pick? We're doing Pleasant Wait, which one Bill. Is it? Oh, are we really doing Pleasant Bill? Yeah. Okay. I am not going to watch it. <laughs> don't out of protest, protest your own movie. <laughs> John, I don't want to. I, I guess everybody's okay. And we're good to end the babe. No one's yeah, got any for, final no, thoughts. No, yeah, I don't good. think so. I mean, I, I, do. I, will, I, I don't. Obviously, cute, I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's a cute franchise to see at least once because I think, and like you were saying, Zach, if anything, for the like puppeteering and like that kind of thing, like it's it's pretty impressive. It seems pretty realistic. Yeah, maybe I should interview some of my students and see if they've ever seen this movie and get their thoughts on there. Yeah, that'd be super interesting. But it'd be, yeah, it'd be interesting. That'll give you nightmares. The cat choir. I enjoyed the cat choir. Um, The, I just liked how they were always on in the background too. Um, Yeah, it was better when they were heard and not seen. (laughs) Uh, But it would be interesting to have someone's perspective whether it was a kid who had just seen this movie or an adult who has killed children and watched this movie with them. Um, we're missing out on that experience with this, I think. Um, because, like, this movie could just go over someone's, the children's head. There's so much that goes I over I really hope it head. does go over the heads of all yes. the children that watch it. <laughs> um, but I would, uh, I would hope the um, bull terrier scene would traumatize any um, dog lover of any age or size. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so that's gonna do it. Uh, Lauren dropped the beans on next week. We're doing one more flashback before we get some new releases we can see again. Um, and that is Pleasantville. Who directed Pleasantville? I'm gonna guess Gary Marshall. Uh, sure. Agree. It was and Gary how. Ross. You got one name right. Oh, <laughs> I knew it was a Gary. All right. Uh, directed by Gary Ross, starring Tobey Maguire, Reese Witherspoon, William H. Macy, Joan Allen, Jeff Daniels, and a bunch of other people. What's the premise of this one again? They go inside. Their, they go the into like a 1950s show. sitcom. And then and as then people become sexually aroused, <laughs> they start changing color, right? Mm-hmm. It's all based around sex, right? I think so. Um, uh, I think it's a little bit deeper than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not to say that sex isn't deep, but I think... Like, Gross! <laughs> That's a oh, Lauren God. joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's not what I meant, obviously. Balls uh, deep. We'll, we'll, t- <laughs> we'll talk about next week on the pod. One more flashback before we get back to new releases. So go watch 1998's Pleasantville. If you want to listen along next week or don't watch it and just um, listen to us recap a third of the movie because one of us didn't watch it. No, this one I can get through. Don't worry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, until then, I'm Zach Goldenberg. You can find me at Zach Goldenberg, wherever you can find that. And you can find us at middleofroad.com. And you can also go um, review us on iTunes or whatever. Wherever you get your podcast, do something that says you like us. Maybe it'll help us. Who knows? What does Ben do, Twitter? Ben is um, Facebook. Middle of row, middle of the row on Facebook. It should pop up if you search for it. Oh, yeah, John does Twitter because he always says the hashtag. I keep trying to steal it from you every time we have someone missing. No, no, you're (laughs) fine. Don't worry about it. uh, You can follow me on Twitter at... And also, like Lauren was saying, follow us on Twitter uh, where you'll get updates when we post written content on the website and when we post podcast episodes. And that's at middle of row. Hashtag no the... Hmm. I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofroad.tumblr.com. Thanks, everybody. Go watch Pleasantville, and remember the best seats are in the middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs>